Good afternoon and welcome to Philanthropy Matters on WERALP Arlington, 96.7 FM. I am your host, Wanda Pierce, and I am here with our special guest, the chair of the Arlington County Board, Ms. Katie Crystal. Thank you, Katie, for joining me today. I am so delighted to be here. Thank you for having me. We have so much to cover. You have done so much for Arlington County, so I do want to uh, go a little bit into your background. With your indulgence, I will talk to our guests about what the show is about. Every week, I try to make sure that people are familiar with philanthropy. So what is philanthropy and what does it mean? Well, Webster's defines philanthropy as goodwill to fellow members of the human race. It's especially active efforts to promote human welfare. It's an act or a gift done or made for humanitarian purposes. Philanthropy literally means love of mankind. It's that simple. It's people donating millions. It's kids collecting cans goods. It's volunteering your time and donating your skills. But the most important part of philanthropy, I feel, is it's a two-way street. People who give also receive. And over the course of this program about philanthropy, we've been meeting with folks involved in philanthropy in all sectors of our community. We've looked at social services, safety net providers, education, criminal justice, social justice, racial equity, youth development, affordable housing, homelessness, youth development, the arts, the environment, aging, healthcare, and other topics. And today's topic is really about Arlington County. So I really appreciate Katie taking the time to talk to us today about Arlington Philanthropy. And so before I get started with our formal interview, I want to take a minute to talk about Katie's background. I know many people know Katie, you know her name, I remember when she first ran for office, and I think this might be her second time around as the county board chair. She is a community advocate and a public policy professional. She was first elected to the board in November of 2015 and previously served as the chair of the county board in 2018. If you go on the county website, you will see there's just a long list of things that, that Katie has done. And she also holds a public policy master's degree from Princeton University and a bachelor's from the University of Virginia. And is a 2012 graduate of the Arlington Neighborhood College. Yay. Yeah. All right. I know. I think that was, uh, wasn't that founded by Ellen Bosman? I think it, it does have a long history. It's a great thing to check out. Awesome. Well, go to the go to the county website, and I'm sure you can find information, or you can Google Arlington Neighborhood College. Katie and her husband and their son live off Columbia Pike, one of the most diverse corridors both in the county and the metropolitan region. All right. So let's go to the interview. Katie, I would love to get your thoughts on the role of local government and philanthropy, possibly the intersection of local government with philanthropy. I think about this issue a lot, right? The right relationship between government and the nonprofit sector and certainly the the funder sector, right? Whether that be individuals or um, corporate or institutional philanthropists. Mm-hmm. You know, generally speaking, I think we, we all share the same goals. We're, we're fortunate to have a generous community and a community that cares a lot um, about ensuring we have a strong safety net, that there are ladders of opportunity for all of our neighbors to climb. Um, But I think the roles of government relative to sort of the private philanthropic sector um, are pretty distinct. And and one of the ways I would define that distinction is that government is really set up or should be, in my opinion, set up for fairness. 
So that means a lot of focus on process, transparency, um, you know, constant evaluation and reevaluation. I think a lot about precedent. Every every request I ever get is filtered through the lens of, you know, what happens if we do the same thing for everybody, right? Whether that's filling a pothole or allowing an exemption for a business that wants a larger sign, right? Um, so there are some ways in which I think that's great, right? That that you know, if you are um, a nonprofit and you get a grant from county government, um, it is reliable. You know we're going to pay it. Um, you have expectations about how that that process is going to play out. Um, and I think that we also have a fiduciary responsibility, right, to Arlingtonians. You know, when when they vote in an election for a candidate who says they really care about affordable housing, you know, we have a responsibility to say that's that's what we're going to deliver. Um, but it also means fairness is sometimes not always um, uh, complementary to values like innovation or <laughs> flexibility. And so I think that's an area where, you know, we're lucky to have a, a generous um, private sector, private philanthropic sector. So, you know, it's it means a lot, right, that I, I might know um, that there's an organization who, uh, you know, there's a federal funding stream that's um, uh, about to dry up or took a hit, they're um, really concerned about what this means for their budget. Um, you know, I, I know, again, fairness, I can't do an off-cycle allocation. I, I can't just advantage the organization who might have the relationship with a county board member. Um, but when I know that there is somebody I can connect them to, right, at the Arlington Community Foundation or um, the Washington Forest Foundation, to use a South Arlington example, or um, increasingly, you know, Amazon's corporate giving, they've been very interested in, in supporting opportunities in Arlington. That's great because that's somebody who can be a little more flexible. And so I think the best systems are one in which, you know, government is, is discharging its responsibility to be fair and predictable and transparent. Um, but that's also complemented by um, a private sector that can be flexible and innovative and, and try new things and, and sometimes uh, actually often more responsive to uh, immediate or urgent needs. Great. We, we do live in a, in a wonderful community that does use all these three sectors. I'm glad you mentioned the Community Foundation since I led it for nine years. Yeah, and I know absolutely. that there's a great partnership there. But also, you, you mentioned, um, and I know that we have a lot of nonprofits in Arlington that are very effective, partnering with the county in, in a, a lot of different ways. The county has, you've been very supportive of nonprofits and appreciative of their, of their efforts. Now, businesses now also have a responsibility. And I know that there's some businesses that do things like give to the Affordable uh, Housing Trust Fund only so they can get two more floors in their building. But there are other businesses that are just, you know, small businesses, local, you know, very startup businesses that are all that are looking at the county good. I, for one, feel that, you know, if, if there are benefits that an organization can get and they're going to give more to the community, then that's okay. So comment to us on on the business sector, the, the for large and small businesses and, and their impact on philanthropy in Arlington? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I definitely think we're, we're lucky to have a, a pretty active ecosystem of businesses all the way from, you know, of course, we are the, the, now the home of corporate headquarters for multinational corporations, right? Um, and then we've got right. corner shops, right? Yes. Um, and, you know, we, we're fortunate to have a very um, active and I think very effective chamber of commerce that has historically really represented that whole spectrum. Yes. Um, and so giving looks different in different ways. Um, you know, I think about the incredible example of um, Bayou Bakery and Chef David Guas uh, during the pandemic, um, providing uh, hot meals to, to school kids, right, for months yes. and months and months on end. 
Um, and that's such a tactile hands-on way, right? And so maybe the other end of the spectrum is Amazon contributing $160 million to the acquisition of the Barcroft apartment so that those 1,400 yes. homes could stay affordable, right? And not be Absolutely. lost in development. Um, so there's a, there's a whole spectrum of participation. And I think that complements the fact that we have a whole spectrum of businesses in Arlington, um, which I think is, is really helpful. Absolutely. And I, and I think that during the pandemic, you mentioned uh, what the chef did, uh, the restaurant owner did during the pandemic, that that seems to be have brought out the best in so many people and organizations and businesses. It really did kind of bring us together, especially in the early stages and really saw philanthropy all over the place. I was taking so many notes. I mean, it was just like I could see, philanthropy, you know, active philanthropy going on all throughout the community and people just really banding together for it. And it was, uh, it was really something. Uh, one one thing I do want to mention, since since you did talk about our, our large corporation, our largest corporation, our, our newest uh, largest corporation, because we had Nestle, but now um, we have Boeing, and we, now we have now we have Amazon. And I remember when Amazon was uh, got down to the finals and selected Arlington, and there were so many community groups that came out. I was like, oh, I'm glad they're coming, but there were a lot of people that were just. Yeah. What are the benefits? You're giving all this money to them so that they can build a headquarters. What are we getting in return? And I think that um, that uh, that that community grassroots organizations really did push the county to make sure that they maximize. And from what I can see, uh, Amazon has come through. But then again, some people say, but the, the the magnitude of the organization, you know, they should be doing even more. What, what are your thoughts on uh, what Amazon has done in terms of uh, community benefits and philanthropy in Arlington uh, since its ar arrival? Yeah, well, it's um, it's so interesting that you bring up that conversation about, you know, are we giving away the farm to, for Amazon? Now, uh, there was a story recently in the Washington Post covering the fact, um, you know, at the time we talked a lot about how we weren't giving Amazon grants to come to Arlington, we were offering incentives. And that seemed sort of like, okay, that's an academic exercise, what's really the difference? Well, the difference has been illustrated in a big way because... Amazon has realized zero dollars in incentives from Arlington County. Um, what we did was when we when we structured that deal, we said that um, over a 15 year period, Amazon would get an increment of the increase in the value of property in Crystal City, an, an increment of that, and then an increment in the increase um, in revenue from the hotel. Um, nobody predicted the pandemic, but both of those uh, unfortunately have declined. And so that's meant Amazon, even though they have absolutely you know, held up their end of the bargain, so to speak, um, engaged in, in you know, large scale um, construction projects here, uh, brought forward all the employment they, they promised, added to the tax base. Um, because our overall revenue base in those areas hasn't grown, they're not realizing any cash benefits. Um, so, so I think that deal was, it's important to point to that, right? That, that, uh, um, that, that was structured so, so it would play out that way. And in fact, it has. Um, but I do think, I mean, I think, I, I will argue, I really do believe this, that Amazon's presence in Arlington has been beneficial in a couple of ways. Um, certainly, you know, as I was talking about that sort of tactical um, uh, flexibility to get involved when the community has significant needs that emerge, right? Whether, oh my gosh, Barcroft is on the auction block. We have to coordinate a coalition so that this can be um, purchased by um, a mission-driven affordable housing developer instead of, you know, by somebody who just wants to raise all those apartments and turn them into luxury townhomes. Um, so, so that's really large scale. They've, through the, um, uh, their, their Washington Housing Conservative, or Washington 
Housing Conservancy made significant investments all around the region and in Arlington and housing like the Crystal Houses, et cetera. So there's been this kind of organized philanthropic arm. There's also been, and you were mentioning this earlier, you know, when community, when um, developers get bonus density in exchange for commission commitments to affordable housing. You know, I think that's how we structure good public policy, right? There's sort of this idea that philanthropy is just the, you know, totally not self-interested, generous giving. And I think it's really important to have that expectation of our corporate citizens. But there are also the ways that we try to structure public policy to say, all right, if somebody stands to benefit, then like the, the county wants to make sure that we are, as all Arlingtonians, rising along with it. And so... Um, great examples of that are with the new entitlement for the second headquarters, um, a $35 million contribution to our affordable housing investment fund, um, among other things, uh, contributions to a new park. And then they are building the new home for um, uh, the, the Arlington Community High School program, um, yeah. which is an opportunity I love talking about, right? These are um, young adults oftentimes come from countries where they weren't able to complete their formal education, um, uh, participate and learning and getting their diploma through APS. Now that building will be part of Amazon's headquarters and connects them to this amazing yeah. pipeline. Um, you know, Amazon is also, as part of their construction, uh, over a thousand jobs um, have been almost exclusively union, right? So they're very high paying jobs, prevailing wages. Um, and that's been really transformational in a region where frankly, there's kind of a record of exploitative construction practices. Mm -hmm. exactly. So I think about those two examples or those few examples about you know, how our policy is structured. And I was thinking about something you said in the introduction that I really believe too, that philanthropy is not just like giving from one group to the other. It's that we are all givers and and we are all receivers and we all benefit. And so I think about how, you know, um, Amazon um, working with uh, union contractors, paying so well on those jobs, um, that's not just out of the goodness of their heart, right? That's good for Amazon. Those projects are more likely to deliver on time in a time when that workforce has gotten a little chaotic. Um, they have, you know, very reliable trained professionals now. Um, and, and similarly with the community high school, right? That's not just a gift to Arlington Public Schools. That's going to be an amazing source for the diverse pipeline they're trying to build uh, for themselves and other STEM employers. So there's this real sense of, um, you know, it's it's not just uh, charitable giving, right? It is self-interested, right. but I think in a positive way. Yeah, and that's okay. It's okay if businesses that, you know, they 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 do do well by doing good. Doing that's, good, that's the double bottom right. line, right? Exactly. That that works. As long as the community is 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 benefiting and they are um, good corporate citizens, they're not polluting, right. they're not doing all that sort of stuff. So, you know, I I welcome it. Uh, so another area of philanthropy is volunteerism. And I know that the, the, the county uh, really promotes volunteerism in a lot of different aspects with, uh, you have uh, Volunteer Arlington, right. uh, which is a, a contracted um, out uh, to a third party, but is really the county's uh, volunteer action center. That's right. And um, we, we've had in the past, we've had uh, Lisa Fikes come on and talk about volunteer Arlington. She's coming back again because so much has changed because of the pandemic and the way people volunteer. So she will be uh, coming on soon to actually go a deep dive into um, volunteer Arlington and some of the volunteer opportunities and some of the things building up an LK day in uh, January. But I commend the county for making um, that a, a priority. Also, I mean, there's a lot of volunteering going on in a lot of these uh, county uh, commissions and so forth. Oh, absolutely. That's a <laughs> civic leadership form of volunteering, which is people are very generous with their time. Which I which I find is great. Although I have to say when um, Mark Schwartz called me up in 2019 and said, 
I can't think of a better way to be philanthropic than to, than to be the co-chair of the complete uh, count committee for the 2020 census. I said, oh my goodness, he's using my show against me. Against you. And you did such a fabulous <laughs> job. So he was not wrong in uh, putting yeah. on the hard sell. Well, I, I am glad I accepted. It was a, a, a great experience. And there were 42 other people who were dedicated to promoting uh, participation in the in the 2020 census. And I think uh, Arlington actually ended up with a, a pretty good number yeah. uh, by the end. And so it was, for me, worth volunteering. Yeah. And I know that the other folks that were on it, because we all came back and did the complete vaccination committee. Certainly nobody's not coming, we right? Also, when you signed up for this. This is a once in a generation, you know, pandemic. It's important that we all help. Well, but, and I think uh, too about, you know, that model of where kind of volunteering meets that civic leadership. Yeah. One of the things that we talk a lot about what we learned from the Complete Count Committee and the um, Complete Vaccination Committee that it begat. Um, You know, a lot of Arlington's historic ways of getting involved in civic leadership have been um, really time intensive. And and in some ways that can be fabulous because we have citizens who I would say easily are subject matter experts, right? On top, they may not have done it vocationally, but they've served on committees for so long or they've given so much of themselves to really studying the issues that they are some of our best minds on um, protected pike lanes or urban planning. Um, But we also know that when you require engagement to be that deep, that time intensive, Mm -hmm. it tends to prioritize a certain type of person, right? And it's not somebody who maybe isn't super comfortable engaging in English. Um, It's harder for somebody who is single parenting or just parenting small children at all. Um, It can be hard for people who have mobility challenges to get to a certain place. And I think what was so exciting about the Complete Count Committee and the, the Complete Vaccination Committee was that the focus was on reaching hard to reach populations, right? And so it was, we were able to say, you know, the most important thing is finding people who are trusted voices within communities who may not recently trust government. And we need to figure out a way to ask those people to serve that does not require them to give four hours a week in the county office building. And you and your co-chairs were, were, you know, first Lisa and then um, Nancy were so um, thoughtful in, we're going to ask you to come together on a limited basis. We're going to ask you to do some very tactical things where you have have very specific asks. Um, But, but these are things we want you to do in a way that makes sense for your life, for your community. And for those we know you have trusted relationships with. And and I think there's a lot we're, we're learning from that model of, engagement as we think about, you know, what the future of engagement could look like in Arlington. Yeah, absolutely. It was quite a, a diverse committee. And that, that all stems from the direction from Mark yeah. and Bryna that we really are looking for that. And I think everyone was on the same wavelength in terms of the values for Arlington. One other thing I wanted to mention was when I think of uh, Arlington um, philanthropy in Arlington County, I mean, it's all throughout the government, but DHS has a huge part of it (laughs) with all of the various human services that they do. And they're led by Anita Friedman. So I'm running out of time already, but I do want to get to your own um, experience in philanthropy. Can you share with us your, like your earliest experience with philanthropy, a memory of, of philanthropy? Absolutely. So um, I am Jewish and uh, obviously what we call tzedakah, which roughly translates the same concept of philanthropy is incredibly core value in our faith. And so a lot of my earliest memories about um, philanthropy or volunteering are tied to, you know, our synagogue or our religious practice. Mm-hmm. Um, we had, I think any, any Jewish young adult who grew up in the late eighties, early nineties had the same tin tzedakah box that with white writing on it that you put your coins in 
and it was for planting trees in Israel. <laughs> so we have very, very specific memories of like the sound of coins clinking in that tzedakah box that, that were ubiquitous. Wow. Um, but I also remember very clearly making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches at the um, uh, synagogue for, for distribution to the homeless. And, and um, one practice my family had that, that we've now introduced with my own son is that, you know, for the eighth night of Hanukkah, we as a family decide, you know, place that we're going to give um, contributions to that particular year. Um, and so, you know, the, I think what was cool about that growing up for me was it's, it's all of these very, um, the very different forms that philanthropy can take, right? That kind of super yes. intentional giving, that casual giving with the change, yes. and then volunteering, which is a really important piece too. Absolutely. I think it's so important that our, our early that we teach our kids so early about giving, giving back to others. It really does, um, I think, last a lifetime. I know a lot of people, they're, they're giving, you know, relates to things that they that they did as a child. Um, and as you grow and get your own passions and you choose other things to support. And I know that um, when I went to the county fair uh, last uh, couple of weeks ago, I remember seeing you over at a booth and I was like, that looks like the county board chair over there, but that can't be manning that booth over there. And I went over there and there you were volunteering at um, a project piece yeah. and uh, talking about what it does. And so I know that's a passion of yours and uh, it's in your bio, it's in the first paragraph of your bio that you uh, co-chair that initiative and that you were there on, uh, working on that, uh, which addresses uh, domestic violence and, and, and uh, sexual assault and, and it's, it's education and all of that. And we are actually going to have, after this session, a full session on Project Peace. One of and my favorite so, topics. I'm so looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. And I know it'll be very educational uh, for our listeners uh, that probably may have heard about it, but don't really know. And it, I think it's so important that people understand what it is and how they can access it or tell other people about it. Yeah. And so that's going to be in the in the session following. I really appreciate you giving us that extra time to do um, a full session on, on Project Peace. Oh, and so really with that, <laughs> I want to give you any chance to say any, any comments um, uh, on our one of my favorite uh, community philanthropists, uh, Carrie Johnson, who uh, passed away uh, a few years ago. But I think both of us, we found out uh, by chance that we both admired her greatly. So um, in, in closing, could you, could you talk a little bit about uh, who uh, Carrie Johnson was and her legacy? Absolutely. Um, Carrie meant so much to me as I know she did to you and, and so many Arlingtonians and um, really embodied philanthropy in, in every sense. Um, again, you know, I was mentioning my Jewish faith and, and there's this kind of taxonomy of giving in Judaism and the absolute highest levels of giving um, are, are giving anonymously and then giving in a way that is truly in partnership with mm -hmm. whomever is receiving and empowering them um, uh, to, to, to help themselves essentially. And I mean, Carrie truly embodied both of those. Um, in part, I know, as, as you've talked about, it was so meaningful for folks in the community to discover she'd left in her will, you know, really generous endowments. I, I heard stories like that um, after she passed from so many people um, that, you know, there she had been giving over the years to organizations, even those of us who considered her a friend and mentor knew nothing about yep. her involvement <laughs> exactly. with, with girls softball, for example. Mm -hmm. um, and then that notion of, of how she empowered others. Carrie was just... It knew everything, knew everything about 
planning um, and neighborhood engagement and um, political data, which she wasn't always uh, uh, as as uh, people didn't always know about her. But I used to joke that the the Nate Silver of Arlington County was actually you know Carrie Johnson, this silver-haired <laughs> lady in her flannel shirt, um, just an incredible mind for numbers, and and would love to 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 look at the voter rolls and understand how things were changing in Arlington elections. Um, but she had all of this wisdom and she was so generous with it. And I know there are so many of us who were really mentored by Carrie as we saw it, you know, to, to make our own imprint on Arlington County and the way that she helped so many um, others, you know, carry forward and, and learn from all that she did. Um, there are so many physical places in Arlington that bear Carrie's <laughs> fingerprints, whether it's the, you know, the Longbridge um, Aquatic Center, which she had a vision for, or yes. Alice West Fleet Elementary School, which she really shepherded the community through a contentious yes. process of building, or Boston, where as the chair of the Planning Commission, you know, she helped to um, establish some new visions and design standards. But more importantly, I think there are just so many um, hearts and minds and people that she made an impact on. Um, I, I miss Carrie constantly. <laughs> I always want her advice on things, but I'm glad for the time we had with her. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I just really cherish the, the, the luncheons and the teas that yeah. we had one on one. And then she just imparted so much good knowledge and so much uh, goodwill that uh, I was just so, uh, so impressed by her and honored that I had a chance to meet with her and know a lot about her and a lot of things that have come to light about her that uh, yeah. she shared. So and it's probably should be said that she would be mortified uh, to hear us singing her praises. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I would not have been able to hear her. <laughs> she never would have come on the show and she already she wanted everything to be, you know, private and all that, but she deserves it. I'm glad there's a plaque and a, a, an area named in the um, aquatic center named after her outside in the courtyard and her. So people go, when you go to the aquatic center, look on that promenade and you can see the plaque about uh, uh, Carrie Johnson and what in her, her impact there. Uh, so um, thank you. I really appreciate you sharing that. And so we are we are out of time. And I want to thank Katie for uh, participating in this interview, sharing with us about um, Arlington County, uh, philanthropy in Arlington County, and um, some uh, per her personal thoughts on, on philanthropy and, of course, on our mutual friend, Carrie Johnson. So with that, um, if anyone has any ideas for uh, future shows or guests, please uh, email us at yourphilanthropymatters at gmail.com. And I look forward to receiving your suggestions. And thank you again for joining us. And always remember, your philanthropy matters.